Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Just when you think there's some good to finally talk about when it comes to the Guardians, the White Sox just rip it right out. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Guardians. I'm your host, Amari McPherson. Uh, it's been a couple weeks, I know, but uh, it's also been a bad couple weeks for the Guardians offense as well because they can't seem to do anything uh, to win games consistently. And uh, as evidenced by last weekend's uh, series opener against the Angels, Again, with the excitement, with Naylor's three-run homer, and then promptly blow the save and, and lose in the bottom of the ninth. So that's kind of been a microcosm of this season, I feel like. But enough about that. We are in Chicago to start a nine-game road trip. And uh, with me today, uh, I have my good friend Chuck from At The Corner Podcast, uh, another lovely podcast about the Cleveland Guardians. There's just not enough. Uh, but there's space for all of us, so go ahead and give them a listen as well. Um, but we get into some White Sox talk and kind of recap the last week or so um, of Guardians play and winning a series against the Angels, which there hasn't been a lot of series wins lately, but we were fortunate to go five and four in that last homestand. Um, and we talk about um, some pitchers and some of the rookies and how they've been doing so far and whether or not the Mike Zanino signing a catcher has been a bust already. So I know that's been a hot topic the past month and a half of the season, but uh, I don't want to give too much away. Um, Josh Bell and Josh Naylor seem to be turning it around as well. That's obviously a lovely sight because there's just been a lack of power and slugging all over this lineup. Um, so hopefully they can turn it around, but enough about me. We're going to get into the interview with Chuck here in a second. So hope you enjoy. All right, Chuck, how's it going? We got the uh, White Sox and Guardians game on right now, and, of course, we're losing like always. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to do a podcast, like, fresh after a depressing loss. Let let the emotions spill out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little I'm – I don't know if I'm upset about this one. More depressing. Yeah, you could be depressed. I'm a little depressed because – I mean, we all know they typically like to turn it around after a month or two, but it seems like the way it's going so far now that there's no, I don't want to say no hope, but it's just not looking good every day to come into a game expecting to win, and this is what you get. Yeah, this is, you know, it looked like we were heading heading out of it a little bit after the Angel series, and now it's just back-to-back losses and back-to-back lifeless games versus, versus the White Sox. You know, obviously Jose Ramirez isn't isn't in the lineup, but the fact is Lance Lynn has been horrible this year, and in my Clevenger hasn't been hasn't been much better. You know, you had to get you had to score some runs, and it's just not happening right now. Right? Yeah. You so you brought up the Angel series. I want to start there. Um, that Friday loss, uh, it's out of my memory now, just because of how bad it was to gain the lead and then kind of give it up at the end like that, but to win the next two and take the series uh, to continue their streak of winning over the Angels. Um, Josh Naylor, I mean, that's just one highlight, hitting uh, a go-ahead home run in the eighth inning in all three games. Uh, what did you see out of that series? And 
the excitement that hopefully it may have given you before the downfall of this White Sox series so far? Uh, yeah, I know it's obviously nice to see Josh Naylor homer three straight times in the eighth inning, all go-ahead home runs. Uh, it was the first time I actually felt like in a month that we might have some hope on offense, like Jimenez was, was, was hitting, it a bit, hitting a bit better. Will Brennan was, was hitting a bit better. Uh, but Josh Naylor, you know, he had a rough month. He had a rough go at the start of May. And now it's – and for him, he, they need his slugging, especially, you know, especially for his right-handed pitching. And uh, it's nice to see because Josh Naylor is a big, big part of this lineup. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but just looking at his advanced stats, I know that a lot of his uh, his numbers are a lot better than what you see him. It just, it just seems like he's running into some some tough luck lately. Yeah, he's had some bad luck, but you know, he he really he, he's never going to hit lefties. And as much as Tito tries to push him to hit lefties, it's just, it's just not going to happen. And that's okay. Uh, you know, it's some it's, players are what they are. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but he hasn't been much better this season against righties, and that's a big problem. So to him to go ahead, him you know three home runs straight, <laughs> rise the slugging by a, by almost fifty percent. Uh, yeah, it's nice. To, it's it's definitely nice to see. Uh, Friday the Friday game, the first game, obviously Class A blew the save, and I'm not worried about Class A. I, I you know I, I I'm a little worried about his usage rate, but you know he's. It's amazing how he's leading the baseball in saves and has four blown saves and and leads baseball in blown saves, so that's just an alarming rate. He, it feels like every game we've ever won this season has been a one-one game, so it's just he's going to get used a lot. He's looking at 70, 80 appearances almost. It's 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 this is crazy, and yeah. So when the one game got away from us on Friday and then uh, Saturday. That was that was a fun that was a fun game. Uh, a six what was a six run eighth eighth inning. Uh, mm-hmm. Fell behind a little bit there. Uh, Nailer had the the, the 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 big the big bomb in that game. Uh, Jimenez had a nice had a nice solo homer. Uh, it was that Jimenez is starting to hit a bit better as a hit in four straight games. Uh, I don't think he got one today. Um, you know it it's just been a problem up and down the lineup. You know we're gonna get into Mike Zanino later. I. I have a lot to say about Mike Sanino. Um, everyone likes to shit on Ahmed Rosario, but he's he's just Ahmed Rosario. He's, right he's decent, I, and I understand why people want to, but I, I'm never going to. I mean, we've seen the history with him now. He, he starts off cold, and then the second he hits a, a four-hit game, and every oh, here he comes, and then he goes over three the next day, and it's almost like, Nothing happened, but like he—he's somebody who's gonna turn it around, I believe, and I think gets it shits on the little. I, I've been involved much. in my fair share of the Ahmed wars. Hey, he blocked me on Twitter. He, Ahmed blocked me. Oh, on that's Twitter. yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, so he is. What a shame. He is, it's just he's an, he's a below average defensive shortstop. We have a hundred shortstops. It, it feels like in, in our system, and they're not getting it. They're not getting at bats. You know. Last night we had Tyler Freeman, Gabriel Arias, Ahmed Rosario, Brian Rocchio, all on all on one diamond, and Ahmed Rosario was playing shortstop. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are we doing here? It's, it's it, look the front office got a lot of credit last year for the team they put together, but at the same time this this 
this catching duo of Mike Sanino and Cam Gallagher has been a disaster offensively. Uh, how we're managing our off, our our our, mid, our in, middle middle infield prospects is, is we're not getting hit, playing time for Tyler Freeman. Gabriel Arias is not doing great. He may get sent down. I just don't see this going well right now, especially offensively with him, Gabriel Arias. I, I always liked him. It's just not happening at the plate. Uh, it feels like Tyler Freeman is our best hitter right now, and he's just not playing. Um, uh, Brian Rocha is probably going to get sent down after uh, Jose Ramirez comes back. Um, he had a loss in the family, so prayers to the great Jose. Uh, it's just... So this front office deserves some, might maybe deserves some blame, you know, it's, and that's okay. They it, it can't have it both ways. It's just, you know, it's, it's, but the, but the Angels series, it was Tanner Bybee made everybody feel good. It's like for a rookie to have such confidence in a rookie before he starts a game. It's, it's crazy. Like, I don't remember this like feeling of like having a, such confidence in a young pitcher in a long time. Uh, yeah, I'd say I have confidence with him, him and Logan Allen as well. I know he's yeah. a, he's not. I don't want to say he's worse, but he doesn't have as great of numbers as Bobby, but he's still very good. Yeah, Tanner, but Tanner Bobby is just that polished prospect with. He basically has four plus pitches with incredible command. I didn't think his breaking pitches were this good, like, but it's really like his curveball and changeup are are crazy. It's. I didn't realize how great he could command those those breaking pitches, but what once his velocity ticked up to ninety five, ninety six, that's what really made him an elite prospect. And he just and he really and you could see it on the mound. He had that one bad game versus uh, I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Colorado. I don't know. I know it wasn't Colorado, but he had he had one bad start, a really bad start, not go his way. Um, but in that Angels, that was a fun game. Him and Patrick Sandoval, former high school teammates somehow. Uh, it feels like Sandoval's been in the league for like four or five years already. But that was a fun game. Uh, Bybee really had it going. That you know, his fat, fat, When he has his fastball command, he's an elite pitcher. He can be an elite pitcher. Um, yeah, his fastball changeup was re- really, really good. And I think he had seven strikeouts. It was fun to watch the command. Throwing, throwing with conviction. Each pitch on the delivery was ah, oh, was fun to watch. And uh, and Josh Naylor sent us home with a three-run homer in the eighth. So yeah, that that was a fun game. Sunday was a lot of fun. Then Chicago happened. Yeah, Chicago did happen. So uh, we'll, we'll I'll look for this road trip because even though it, it's come across now, we just lost to the White Sox, so we dropped the first two of this three-game series, but. Uh, these next three opponents with the White Sox and our next two opponents, the Mets and someone, I, I can't remember who, but anyway, they're they're all under 500 right now. So you would hope that, you know, you could beat up on the, the lower teams, even though you're under 500 yourself. And so far, it's off to a bad start. You, 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 once Jose Ramirez was out for the series, I just said to myself, I don't see us winning. I don't see us winning a game. I just don't see it. Uh, and... You obviously don't want to just get swept, but that's where this is heading. I, I'm I'm not confident tomorrow. Dylan Cease versus Logan Allen. White Sox always hit lefties well. I'm I'm confident Logan Allen. I, we can't hit right now, and we're down Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor right now. So I, I don't think tomorrow's gonna go well. And then now we're on to New York. I think we face Verlander, Scherzer, and Peterson, the the left hander. Uh, 
it's all going to come down to if we hit enough. That's what it's all going to come down to. Uh, Naylor should be back. Ramirez should be back by Friday. Um, I'm really curious if there's any roster if, if there's if if there's any roster moves. I don't know how long they can drag this out with Gabriel Arias. Rokio is probably going to get sent back for once Jose Ramirez is activated. But I got a feeling that you got to start prioritizing playing Tyler Freeman at some point. And uh, look, I, I think the issue is just that there's just not enough playing time for everybody. You have so many yeah. young guys that you got to figure out what, what they're going to do at the major league level, but there's just not enough opportunity to go around. And I think that even goes for Arias too, because I think that he could be good, but he just simply doesn't get enough playing time. Not only that, but he's also playing out of position too. Yeah, it's 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 been a tough go for Arias. I always liked him as a prospect coming up. It's just the bat, just it's not it doesn't do well to for him to play one out of every five games. He doesn't have that he's not that kind of player. Um Brennan Will Brennan is coming out of it a bit. Uh he's hitting three seventeen in his last like uh fourteen games or twelve games or something like that. He's playing a bit better. Uh it's just it's I I think I think we could take two out of three versus the Mets. It's just, again, it's all going to come down to hitting. It's, I think it's Bieber, Bybee, and Quantrill. I think Quantrill Friday, Bybee Saturday, Bybee, uh, Bybee Saturday, Bieber Sunday. Yeah, I think we could get two out of three, but this might be one or, or one out of three. But two out of three you always prefer. It has. It's going to come down to hitting. Jose Ramirez has to show up. Uh, Naylor has to show up. And Ahmed Rosario, man, he when when he gets on base, he's he's a difference maker in the lineup. Quan is is Quan is doing his job right now, but Ahmed Rosario needs to start playing better. Mike Zanino, Mike, holy, <laughs> my God, Amari, this is crazy. He is zero for twenty eight with twenty two strikeouts in his last twenty eight at bats. You can't do, you can't do that. My and Cam God. Gallagher is no better. Yeah. So now it's like bad in practice. It's not just the offense, but Zanino, the defense has been a disaster. Disaster. Pass balls, game 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 calling, it throwing runners out. It's been a disaster for Mike Zanino. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. What a disaster for Mike Zanino. And so are we are we is it too soon to call that signing a bust? I know it's only May, I'm but calling it a bust. He's a bust. It's over. Okay. I, I, I'm I I defend the Mike Zanino all offseason. I was I was uh, I was on it from the start. Well, I knew Sean Murphy wasn't going to happen, and I called they're going to pivot to Zanino right away, and I was for it. But, my God, it's been such a rough go. And you know what, Amari? We owe Austin Hedges an apology. All of us do. Because there's something <laughs> yeah, for, the, to be said for that about, defense. There's something to be said about certain catching stats just don't – certain catching, like, metrics just don't – you don't see it. The leadership, the pitch calling – the handling of the staff, you, you know, it, that's that's something that's not in statistics. That's something that you just the, the eye test or or in the or in the clubhouse. Austin Hedges was a master at that. His defense wasn't one, what it once was, but this team really misses Austin Hedges right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with the whole <laughs> apology to Austin Hedges because his defense is underrated, and obviously, defense is definitely a, a key component to catching and. We don't have it. Not only that, we were teased a little bit with that whole hitting in the you know the first month, and it just has gone away. 
there was like a two week span where Mike Sanino was our best hitter, then he com- he completely fell off fell off the face. Yeah, it, it made everything look great, and then it just kind of fell off. His strikeout rate may reach like sixty percent. It's insane. It, the strikeout rate is just. I knew it was bad. I didn't think it'd be like this catastrophic. Well, how about this? His strikeout rate right now is in the first percentile of all major league hitters. Yeah, it's it is it, Amar. It's a disaster. Disaster. It's it's it's. And at the same time, so everyone's screaming for Bo Naylor. He's not coming. He's not. I I will. I would like think it's so. nice if he. It'd be nice if he did. So I, do you think? He, do you think he's going to see playing time at any point this year? Yes, but not not until. But not July. anytime soon. Not until July. Not yeah. until after the trade deadline. If he, if they would, if they, I think there's something defensively going on with Bonell. Yes, the home runs are nice and, and the contact is nice. I think the bat is major league ready, but I think there's stuff defensively going on with Bonell right now that the team isn't saying. Because if they thought Naylor was ready, he would have been here by now. But they they got this is bad. This is really really bad. Um. It feels like every game that Mike Zanito calls, the pitch our pitching just isn't there. Bieber last night, Mike Zanito did him no favors. That catcher interference. <laughs> oh the, yeah, the, the, the catcher's catch- interference started the downfall. It was yeah, the two outs, I mean, and then next thing you know, there's six runs on the board. I just don't feel comfortable when he's behind. I'd ra- I'd rather Cam Gallagher at this point because if if Zanino doesn't hit, and he doesn't hit lefties. He brings no value to you. It's, I'd rather hand Gallagher behind the plate at this point if Zanino's not going to give us anything offensively. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, who, was, who was the backup catcher last year? I kind of prefer him now. Luke Mailey, the mailman. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would prefer I, him. He gives you a little bit of offense. I, a, some I, hope. I, I take Luke Mailey in a second on this team. This is bad. And it's not getting any better. I, I don't know what they're gonna. What do you do? It's my God. Uh, uh, just uh, it's just a disaster. Zanino so, had thoracic outlet surgery last season. Maybe that's part of it. Try, I'm trying to be fair, but this is this. It's been a disaster month for Mike Zanino. Yeah, uh, Guardians catchers collectively batting last in the major leagues. They're they're the worst the group of hitters for the catching position um, all around. So that should just wrap everything up for you with how offense is going. Right now, they're honestly making uh, Austin Hedges look like an all-star pretty much. And he, certain, he was a, a standing strikeout all of last year too. Yeah, but there's there certain things about catching that doesn't add in stati- – that you don't see in the statistics in baseball. Right, right. Just the way Hedges was a leader in the clubhouse, the way he worked with the staff, the pitch, the pitch calling is the big difference for me. Just tonight, why is Peyton Banfield throwing fastball after fastball, meatballs down the plate when he's getting so much whiffs on the on, on his breaking pitches? And Zanino just kept. I, I don't know how much is it, it's in the pitching game plan or, or how much is it on the catcher, but it's just not there that that it was as a new uh, hedges was great behind the plate last year. Not everything is about throwing runners out and catching. You see uh, like, okay, okay. He doesn't throw runners out. That's, that's not even like a quarter of the game of catching. And that's, I, that, it's not fair to put this all on one player, Amari, but the catching situation is a big problem. It really is. In this, it this is, it now. is. Collectively, because Zanino is not giving you anything offensively or defensively, as just 
discuss. And his um his pop time is in the fourth percentile at two point zero three seconds, oh. which <laughs> you you want that more what one four and it's over two seconds. Yeah. So yeah, not good at all. But yeah, let's uh let's pivot to hopefully some good news because we were talking about Naylor earlier and it looks like Naylor and Bell collectively are starting to heat up just a little bit for two guys that were hitting under 200 are now slightly over 200 but <laughs> by compare by, by comparison it, it's looking good which I'll take at this point. So when it comes to Josh Bell, you want more slugging out of Josh Bell, but he never was a slug like a slugging hitting first baseman he that, that that's not well, yeah, yeah not not consistently no he never was like a 35 30 home run hitter yeah that's not that's not who he is so you want to see more slugging out of bell but he's he, he's been okay my problem isn't with josh bell right now but if you added mike zanino ahmed rosario jimenez had a bad had a bad month brandon fell off a little bit you add all that together miles straw isn't going to give you that great bats offensively it's not good you know and we're i don't i'm not that confident amari in this thing turning around in the next month i just and and amari i will it's it's supposed to be a good news topic but (laughs) if this thing goes bad amari in the next month there's gonna be a lot of tough decisions that this front office is gonna have to make come july yeah, I talked about it a couple months ago before the season about whether or not uh, the team were going to be buyers or, or sellers at the trade deadline, and they're under five hundred now. I mean, I don't necessarily see them selling the the farm, but it it could uh, be a tough decision, like you said, and kind of force your hand to. Well, this isn't really going anywhere, so they're going to have some some decisions to make. The good news is, Amari, is that this division sucks. That, that, that's the good news. But you know what's the bad news? It sucks, and we're we're in third place, and we're under five hundred. But the goal shouldn't be to win eighty five games and back into a shit division. The goal should be to win. Are you good enough to win a World Series, or compete to win a World Series? Not like okay, let's just back into a division title in a, in a crap division. I I don't know what they're going to do with Shane Bieber. It's a conversation that's about to get a lot heavier in the next six weeks. Um. They got McKenzie coming back and Savali coming back. My guess is Peyton Badenfield is going to go down, and one of the two rookies is going to go to go down, probably to manipulate some service time. And they're not going to send Bobby down. That's just, it's just a bad look. So I think Logan Allen is going to end up going down once Savali. Yeah, really quickly, I want to touch on that because with these guys that they're relying on, they're so young and they've never been at the major league level. You do have to worry about their usage we talk yeah. about the bullpen usage but for these guys that are rookies you don't want to throw them out there yeah they're not they're 150 not innings 180. they're not yeah they're not right. throwing out 180 innings they're, they're, you so know. you kind of have to worry about that too because it's like you don't want to put all the onus on mckenzie and savali and please if he ever makes it back but for three guys that are expected to be in the rotation you do want to rely on them but not so much so that you put all this weight on them to to kind of turn everything around you know how I see this going down, first of all, it could be maybe another like these things have a way of working themselves out. Like maybe an injury, another injury can happen, or a poor performance can happen within the next two, within the next three weeks. I see Battenfield's getting sent down the second one of them's ready, and then 
I think Logan Allen is probably gonna get is probably gonna get sent down, and then maybe you trade either Cal Quantrill or Bebret or Savali at the deadline. That's how I see this playing out. But for all we know, Savali may have another problem getting built up again. So this, these things have a way of working yeah. themselves out. Let's let's just you know get them built up. They're probably gonna need three three starts in in, in AAA to get built up. So let's just see how it plays out. Hopefully, um, just a couple stats of note. Um, we talk about the starters collectively there. After tonight, I think nine and, and fourteen, and before tonight the ERA was four point two zero, but the bullpen uh, has the uh, majors' fourth best ERA. So yeah, you talk about usage, but they're kind of effective, and the starters are doing them no favors. Underrated part of the bullpen was Sam Henches. Him coming back stay, really stabilized a lot of things for that bullpen. Can I can Ooh. I point out a name that I think is underrated as well? Eli Morgan, Xavier Curry. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, I I was a huge. I remember. Uh, I remember a year and a half ago, I was like screaming for Xavier Curry to get more love in the system. You know, he's kind of in a tough spot and a tough tough role on the team. He's like that long man where, like, if the starter gets hurt or the starter gets chased, it, you know, from the first few innings, he's he's gonna be the bulk guy. I think Curry is an, I think he's an underrated prospect to be a starter. I think there's a lot more in there than we get than we give him credit for just because of who's ahead of him in the system. Like I think he could be a fifth, a fifth starter. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I believe in Xavier Curry. I think his breaking stuff is, is underrated. He's always, he's always had a good fastball. Uh, command has been always good. Yeah, I'm a big I, I, I've always been a big Xavier Curry guy. Um, but yeah, the bullpen's been great. Karinchek has been a disaster. His, his, the curveball is not the same. Fastball is pretty much average. Uh, Karinchek has been a disaster. Um, Tito seems to love him though. Morgan has Morgan has stepped up a lot, and Trevor Stephan is. I, I have faith in Class A. Class A is going to be fine. The, the velocity stuff worries me a bit, but I, I think we'll be okay for the most part. Yeah, that that worried me too. But you saw during the Angel series, it got a, a little yeah, uptick. Yeah. He finally was a little bit more consistently. A uh, hundred and and hundred and over, so maybe that'll kind of quiet down the the velocity concerns as long as that continues to be you know consistent. Yeah, man, that that game, that you know, I was so excited going into the Chicago series, and then man, two days later we're like back to square one. It feels like you know, you know what rubs salt in the wound too. Clevenger was starting today. Yeah, yeah. Just for that to happen. He's a piece of shit, though. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Oh, my God. All right. So really quickly, we're going to move on to uh, I don't have a name for this segment yet, but I'm going to name a couple players. And I just kind of want you to give me uh, a little short answer, like two, three, four word answer about what you think of them and, word and, and the future on this team. There you go. All right. First off, we're going to go Tanner Bybee. The future. The future, I like that. Right now, he's one one with a three point two two ERA. A whip future rate of ace. just F- future ace. Okay. Future ace, yeah. yeah. Whip rate just over one and uh, twenty two strikeouts on only four walks. Yeah, he's great, phenomenal. He's the future ace of the stuff. I like it. Uh, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but next player is Peyton Battenfield, who's now zero and five with an ERA over five. Sixth starter. Mm-hmm. He's that uh, guy when when you have a when you have a 
a double header, you call up on the minors. And you I was going to say, is he kind of like a like a Zach McAllister, like a spot starter? Zach McAllister, Adam Plutko. And, and you know what? Team major, major League Baseball teams need those kind of pitchers. They need those depth guys with options that you just rely on to be a 6-7 starter. And that's okay. I think Curry. I think Curry could be that right now. I, Honestly, I, I, I could put in a. I, I think ideally he, you know, would be I in the rotation. Just, but right now he'd be that spot starter. I agree, Curry could be a great spot starter. But I think he's just been so solid for them in that role he's in right now. You just they just don't want to mess with him. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. All right, next player, Logan Allen. Consistent. Like he's it. not gonna. He's not gonna let up the radar gun. He's very crafty as a lefty. Uh, fastball changeup guy, very very crafty. He's not going to light up the savant page, but when you watch him pitch, you just you feel confident. Right now, Logan Allen is one and one with a three point four three ERA. His whip rate is almost one and a half, but he also has twenty four strikeouts on only seven walks. So pretty good numbers. And I'm going to throw one more at you really quickly. We haven't seen him yet. There's not a whole lot of talk, but I do think there's a possibility that we could see him before the end of the summer, Gavin Williams. Gavin Williams, that's a good one. Kluber-esque. Kluber-esque, wow. So, I, I, actually, that's not a good term because Kluber didn't throw 100 miles an hour. I'll go, I think Bybee is the ace. But I think he's going to be a staple, staple, staple in this rotation for years to come. Now, do you think? Go ahead. I think after the deadline, this team may look a lot different. Okay. So So when do you think he? When do you think he's going to be called up? You were, you were. I was going to ask you. You were kind of getting there. He had some injuries in college, so they may like try to limit him a bit and try to like you know slow him down as much as they can. But if he pitches at the way he's pitching. He literally he throws a hundred a hundred miles an hour with ease, and he has a plus curveball. He is an elite. Pro- you can make the argument he's the best prospect in the sport, start a pitching prospect in the sport. So, I think he'll be up in July. They may try to they may try to push it to next year to and put him on an innings limit. Mm-hmm. But if he pitches this way, they can't hold him back. So I'm going July. Yeah, I agree. Because right now in the minors, he's two and one with the one point three two ERA through seven games. Um, so somebody who I mean, I'm not necessarily salivating over him, but I'm super excited to to see what he can do when he finally gets that that call up. I'm changing my word for word association for Gavin Williams. I, I, th- I said Kluber esque. That was a stupid thing to say. I'm going <laughs> Garrett Cole esque. Garrett Cole, because of the velocity. Cole. Yeah, Garrett Cole. Yeah. All right. I like that. The mountain right, presence, Chuck. the height, the, the, the velo, Garakol. Hey, that's not a bad comparison either. I mean, I'll take either, honestly. But yeah, yeah Garakol is, is a really good comparison. It really is amazing when you have like 100 pitching prospects and 100 middle infielders and we can't like find room to play them. And, and, our, and, our, and our offense is just a disaster. Right. Well, enough about dwelling over a subpar oh, that team. That was fun. That was a good segment, Amari. We should do that yeah. more often. I appreciate it. I'm trying to trying to incorporate it. Sometimes I forget, but I remember I kind of thought of it on the spot today. So I figured, why not just throw it at you? You know what I mean? So you did good. I like it. Yeah. 
or some good comparisons. But yeah, that'll be it for today's show. Really good stuff from you, Chuck. I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, if you want to kind of tell the audience where they can find you in your wonderful, colorful uh, commentary on the Guardians every day, because you live and die with every pitch. I do. I, I'm a, I, I live and die every night with the Guardians. I'm not a 162 game guy in terms of like eh, it's it's May. Don't worry about it. no. You gotta perform. You gotta you gotta win the game. And you say every day counts. Every everything counts. Every pitch counts. I I don't miss a game. Um, like my handle is Chuck 22. The the Twitter handle itself is like Chuck 89818. That was a mistake. Just say Chuck 22. Um, one half about the corner podcast. We try to do a podcast every other Sunday. Uh, yeah, it's it hasn't been, it's been brutal. You know, there's nothing worse when your team just doesn't hit. Uh, so it's been brutal, but hopefully we come out, we come out of this thing and hopefully we start hitting in New York. Hopefully, because I need some good stuff to talk about. It's been rough these past like two three weeks. Yeah, it's just just gl- like glum and depressing. You know, yeah, need some energy, need some life. Absolutely, but it's been it's been fun, Amari. This is our second, third time doing this. We we got to do this more often, Amari. This was fun. Yeah. Oh, trust me, we will. This isn't the last time. Yeah, this was fun, brother. All right, appreciate you hopping on, man. I'll catch you later. On behalf of Chuck, this has been another episode of Believing Guardians, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Amari. <laughs>